welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand spanking new episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty, and with me is a man who once was so hardcore, he's kind of hardcore now, he actually burst out of an alien's chest. Wow. Mr. Drew Celestino. Damn. It's it's topically savage. Because this week was the thirtieth the thirtieth? Yeah, thirtieth anniversary of Aliens. Aliens, the sequel. Aliens, the second the sequel, one. yeah, the, the yeah. James Cameron edition. Yes. Wow. Thirty. Pretty hardcore. So I'm I'm not as hardcore as I once was. I would I would argue with you, but you're yeah, I I, I yeah, I feel you. Losing <laughs> losing my luster a little bit. <laughs> Every, everything. Don't tell the don't tell the fans of the Long Cold Dark that though. I have a, I have to maintain my tough guy frontman image and all that stuff. Everything tarnishes with age. Well, when some things get better with age, like you know wine and stouts and you know. Very very true. I guess I'm neither, so it's it's all I'm, very true. I am an IPA guy, and they they do not get better with age. As the fans learned last week, got to drink them fresh. Dang Skippy! All right, here we are again. Uh, episode number four. <coughs> we got some stuff to go over for you guys. It is Comic-Con weekend. Uh, some stuff went down, so we're going to have a new section for you, and we're going to dive into another great episode of Daredevil. But, of course, before we get to all that, Drew, mm. how was your week, sir? How you as, been? As I choke on water here. <laughs> Excuse me. Don't week was, uh, No, I know. Week was, uh, was just, it was okay. Just, just okay. Just okay? Just okay. No, nothing uh, nothing fun or exciting happened? You know, maybe an anniversary of your daring escape from the uterus? Uh, yeah, that happened. It was your birthday. It was my birthday. I'm, I'm still on the fringes here of the <laughs> mid-30s. Uh, yeah, early. Early mid. Whatever. Yeah, it was my birthday. It was okay. It was good. It's good. 34. 34. Mm, you're pretty much mid. I'll, I'll celebrate when, it, when, when it's 37 for obvious reasons. <laughs> um. It was good. We went to me, uh, the wife and I went to um, Wines in the Wild at nice. the Buffalo Zoo. Interesting experience. Um, I, I love animals, as you might know. Um, but that uh, that event is a little. It's hard to enjoy the animals when you're surrounded by middle-aged lushes ah. getting obnoxious. The uh, <laughs> so you know t- tipsy cougars were kind of out in full, full force. force, full yeah. force, and uh, the the gentlemen that were there it's usually middle-aged guys who you know are just getting dragged along for the ride yeah. or, or there they get tore up but there was a lot of young people as well um but see when i go to these sort of events there's usually breweries there and there was the but breweries were out in full force for uh the wines in the wild so i enjoyed some some fine some fine brews um but the the people that usually go to these events and look for beer are typically people who are just there to get tore up uh, I have this weird relationship with with craft beer aficionados. <laughs> it's, like I am one, and, I, I, and, and, I know a couple and, of them, and yet I don't know that I like all of them, even though I am one. There's, Fair they, they come in different flavors and, and shapes and sizes. <laughs> I just like to appreciate a good beer. Some of them are just some some of them are just out for the highest ABV. They like to get tore up. Some of them go a little overboard with the with the cork sniffing gotcha. um it, all shapes all sizes so it's you know kind of like comic fans you've got your casual fans you get your hardcore fans you get your go. real hardcore fans uh it's you know fandoms have a lot of characters in them fandoms of all types so we just do the best we can this is true i'm not judging but i am not judging 
No, but, no. But totally judging. Well, at least I'm not judging. <laughs> I ex- hey, I accept judgment, so it's all good. <laughs> I don't judge until you start to annoy me. Fair uh, enough. So, anything else going on? No, no, no. Cool. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. something might be going on. I don't want to divulge any Ooh. details yet. Uh, but you know, there, something might be going on. I'll, 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 we'll, I'll expand at a later date if uh, it pans out or if, if, if to be continued. Possible breaking news on the devil's due. Ah, <laughs> the vaguest. The vaguest statement ever made on this podcast. <laughs> That's why you folks download it, right? Vagaries. Uh, How about you? Any good, good, bad, indifferent? Um, it was an hour long week. Work still kind of yeah kicking mm-hmm. kicking my old butt. Work will do that. And yeah, mandatory overtime, extra two hours a day isn't fun. Um, although uh, this past Sunday night, I mentioned it on last week's episode. Uh, Evo happened. It did. It did happen, and it happened on ESPN2, and I watched it on ESPN2. I was a little skeptical going into it. Mm-hmm. They did a fantastic job. Cool. They treated it with like dignity and respect and treated it as a legitimate event, which it is. Um, they were. It was good for if you've never watched a fighting game tournament, they gave you like good background stuff. But it wasn't just for new people. Like, they didn't have their commentators doing it. They had fighting game community commentators doing it. Cool. So that they, was... Did they break it down for the for the casual audience? Who yeah. Oh, been, yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. Cool. They, and, like, they had a almost tutorial in the beginning of, okay, this is what you're going to see. And here's how it interacts with each other, which is really cool. And they did a very good balance of making it accessible to new viewers and uh, also catering to the the community at large as it was. Um, the presentation was fantastic. A couple things that I thought hurt the finals were not necessarily things with the coverage, but in the game, in Street Fighter, there's a lot of great stages that you fight on. But they only used one stage. There was a special stage that Capcom designed for the Capcom Pro Tour, if you will. And it's like a ring stage. It's a really cool-looking stage, but that's the only stage they let them use. I thought that kind of hurt the presentation. And also, the uh, the top eight players, there were eight, eight players, but there were only uh, five characters used. Only mm. because right now the the gap, even though the game is bal- is very balanced compared to a lot of past games, but the gap between the the higher tier characters and lower tier characters was definitely noticeable. There was a lot of like uh, Nash versus Nash, Chun Li versus Chun Li, Chun Li versus Nash, and I thought that that kind of hurt the presentation because. Like, I found myself, for a couple matches, getting a little like, okay, we've got Nash versus Nash. Let's let's get this on with. And then later on, when it was just, you know, kind of the same thing over again, I felt that kind of hurt the presentation a little bit. But overall, it was it was an extremely hype event. Um, L.I. Joe, L.I. Joe, the only American uh, competitor in the top eight, uh, won his first match, but unfortunately was eliminated in his second match. 
and um, Infiltration ended up winning the whole thing. And I jokingly uh, teased my friends who like to gamble on sporting events. I told them, guys, bet on Infiltration. And I was just kind of needling them because video games were on their beloved ESPN. Um, they probably should bet because I was right. <laughs> but it was cool. It was really cool. So, yeah, that was pretty much my week. And up until uh, last night, we saw Secret Life of Pets. Wife so did we. Yeah, yeah. I saw it last it was week. Cute. It was cute. I liked it. Um, I think it worked. would have worked a lot better if they had done it as a series of vignettes with um, the different pets instead it, yeah. of like, the whole big story. It was fun. It was okay. I, we needed to get out of the house. We needed a break from the baby who, when we got home, proceeded to give me my first full projectile vomit. Ooh, drenching. yummy. I tell you, you know what hate smells like? It smells like baby milk vomit. I, I, I yeah, I... I've had a with five dogs. I've had many, uh, many a stench to to deal with. Oh, I've sounds- had dogs all my life too. It, there's no comparison. Hmm. It's so far and above. It's literally one of the worst things I've ever smelt in my life. Wow! So that was my week. Fun. Looking forward to a nice restful weekend, dear listeners. Mm. We'd like to hear about your week. We'd like to hear from you. What you think of the show? What some suggestions you might have for the show, what you like, what you don't like, please communicate with us. We want to hear from you. Now, you're probably asking yourself, how do I communicate with you? Let me let you know. If you want to find us on the social medias, on Twitter, you can find us at Devil's Do Pod. On Facebook, you can search facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod or just enter the Devil's Do into their search function. Or you can email us. At the devil's do pod at gmail.com. Email. We haven't gotten any emails yet. I check. We're, we're slowly but surely accumulating Twitter followers. Those are good. We've got some people tweeting at us. Some, some comments made on some Facebook posts. Nary an email yet. But yes, by all means. That's okay. Dear listener, communicate with us. We will communicate back to you. Um, on Twitter, this is predominantly just me communicating. On Facebook, it is both of us, by all means. And please, share the show with others. Yes. Retweet us. Disseminate. Share the page. Get the word out. We think we've got a pretty good thing going here, and we want to spread the word and see how it can grow and, and become possibly something bigger. Bigger and better. Because Yay. Lord knows that the content that we are covering on this show is also getting bigger and better. So does that lead us into a uh, segue? Look at that segue. Look at that. Look Dynamite dropping. Professional <laughs> almost. Let's open up the case files for some news. And oh boy, did we get some news. Yeah, yeah. Comic-Con weekend, like you said, man. And uh, we're, off to a, we're off to a running start. Yes. Let's, uh, let's touch on something first that we had heard about earlier in the week. We kind of heard about before new was coming. Uh, something that, I'm sorry, is just so unapologetically awesome the captain america statue was revealed at comic-con it's pretty sweet it's pretty sweet um it's a statue of captain america now for something like that to be unveiled at comic-con is you know that's expected Mm -hmm. but its home destination where it will spend the rest of its days it's pretty awesome where might that be drew uh brooklyn new york Brooklyn, New York. Now, minor quibble. Uh, in the comics, Cap was a Manhattan boy. In the movies, they have made him a Brooklyn kid. So, you know, nitpick. Minor nitpick, but if you're a New Yorker, man, that those those lines are very, they are drawn. <laughs> so, you know, 
Just saying. Just saying. And I also saw a fun uh, little... There, there was a petition going around, and I, you know, it's a little gesture I would like to see made. I don't know if they actually... Marvel actually got wind of it or if it's even included or not, but someone did say that they should put uh, um, Jack Kirby and, uh, oh boy, uh, Joe Simon's name on the statue somewhere. Yeah, I would agree with that. That would be, um, that would be nice. That would be nice. Those gentlemen deserve to live uh, on forever in bronze for Definitely. creating Captain America. Yes. So, but yes, but the statue is impressive. I it's, mean, it's no RoboCop statue. <laughs> <laughs> which which there is in existence that was supposed to be put in Brooklyn, or I'm sorry, in, in Detroit, Michigan. But alas, uh, Detroit got cold feet, and they would not allow it to be placed in the park where they said they were going to allow it. So I don't know where that statue is. Maybe it's, they should put it next to, uh, to Captain America. RoboCop and Cap can, yeah, can hang out it's, together. It's created. It's out there. It's somewhere. A city that has declared bankruptcy said... Yeah, let's let's put funds toward a giant. No, no, it was fan funded. Oh, it was fan funded. Okay, yes. all right. And then the, they don't want it there, though. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the Cap statue is pretty awesome. Um, it's it's movie Cap more or less. It's it's a it's Cap. It's a blend. It's a Cap. It's, yeah, it's definitely a modern Cap costume, a more militarized slightly costume pouches. Um. I have to see it again, but it looked, it looks yeah. like Captain America. He's holding up the shield. He's sure. leading in charge. And it's just, it, this is the time we live in. There's a statue of Captain America. It's going to be in Brooklyn Park. Yeah. In, yeah. in, a, in a park in Brooklyn. I'm not sure the absolute name of it. Um, so, yeah, that was that. Pretty cool. We we saw that earlier in the week. We're like, oh, we got touch on that. Then, last night, between last night and this morning, Netflix... You may have heard of them. They put on the show that this <laughs> I, podcast I don't know what you're talking about. is centered around. What is Netflix, Carl? Typically at Comic-Con, even San Diego Comic-Con, big companies like that, they will show you like one thing. They'll show you maybe two things of like big things that even though you know other stuff is coming, they'll say it's coming, but they won't necessarily show you anything of it. Oh, Netflix doesn't do business like that. Apparently not. Netflix dropped not one, not two, but four teasers yeah. on us. Yeah. Four. Four. So, first off, and most pertinent to this show, Daredevil Season 3 is announced. Yes, it was. We all kind of figured it was coming at some point or another, but it was announced. Uh, the the teaser. Oh, it's happening. Yeah. The the, 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 sub, te- the subway uh, the teaser is essentially just a subway sign to Hell's Kitchen a one two and a three in the traditional subway fonts the red circle around them correct um, then there's a flickering of the lights some some fighting sound effects and a little bit of blood splattering up on the subway sign and the blood forms a D and a D uh, get hype I mean it, it's to be to be fair it's not like uh, you know unexpected yeah well no i mean the the show is a smash hit it's it's not even funny like how 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 big daredevil has become i think they started out with the initial announcement of the original show was like oh we're gonna do daredevil and then luke cage and yeah you know iron fist and and jessica jones and it was kind of like you know we, all, we, we hear it. Yeah. We, we'll see how it goes. We're always, like, comic fans who've been around a long time, especially with, like, movie stuff, we're always very wait and see. Sure. And with, you know, especially after Daredevil had failed at the box office and then Ben Affleck's stench was on it, 
uh, you know, we, okay, sure. We'll, yeah. see, we'll, we'll and, what, and what happens, uh, it becomes incredible. And it takes off, not just like, you know, among comic fans. Dude, water cooler conversations are happening about Daredevil in offices all over the, the, the world. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a show. It's, a, it's not just like a comic book show. It's a show show. It's one of those. Yeah, especially because, like, when you think about something with Netflix, there are more and more people nowadays, and, and my wife and I are, are part of this number, who are kind of cutting the cable, so mm-hmm. to speak, mm-hmm. and going strictly streaming. Cord cutters. Yeah, we have extremely basic cable, just like local channels, and then we have Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. You can get by with that. Yeah, and we're getting by fine with that. And But the thing with that is, like, with those streaming services, they give you everything at once. So, and as we've discussed previously on the show, you consume it very rapidly, yes. and then you're done. So you're constantly on the lookout for something new to watch. So not only do they have those of us who were familiar with the property and knew that the show was coming, waiting for the show, you've got these people out there who are casual fans, don't quite know about it, but they see new Netflix, and Netflix is putting out quality stuff, so they're going to give it a shot coming into it. And it just seemed like it elevated Netflix to a, a legit, I don't want to say legitimate, but it's for lack well, of over. Between this and House of Cards. I was going to say, they had really, House of Cards and that Orange is the New Black show. Like, they, they were making the push, and Daredevil was part of that push. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, Netflix has content now. Like, like come, they have more content they know what to do with right now. So, yeah, they didn't, they didn't give a date. They simply said coming soon. That's, I'm going to guess fine. probably 2018. Um, I, Because... Well, of other stuff that we have a lot. Yeah, there's yeah. more because that that wasn't all they dropped on us. No, no, there was no. there was the thing we expected the most, which was Luke Cage. The Luke Cage trailer. They dropped a Luke Cage trailer on us, and it looks awesome. It's awesome. It looks very cool. He's uh, just Luke, and he's doing stuff, and it's great. If you haven't watched Jessica Jones, folks, um, I think I've said before, it, even though it goes a little long for my taste, it's a great show, and one of the high points of that show was Luke Cage. He's, he was, I liked him a lot on that show. He's very easy to... He's, they cast him well, and the way they wrote yeah. him, and the way they portrayed him, very easy character to get behind. He, he wins you over, and now he's getting his own show. And it looks pretty cool, and you get to see him rough, rough up tough guys and, and gangsters yep. and, and wrap a car door around somebody literally we we discussed uh last episode the well not last episode uh two episodes ago difference between the street level hero and the global hero uh luke cage is the very definition of a street level hero um well it's like daredevil he's got a neighborhood yeah he, he's he's, he's, got, a, he's got his immediate concern he's a man on the street and in my limited experience with the character in the comics, his neighborhood is typically what he cares about the most. Right. Because he like, lives he'll, there with yeah, his family now. He'll help out the Avengers on their big things every once in a while. But most of the time, he's content to stay in his neighborhood. When he is not a hero for hire, that is. Ah, yes. A hero for hire with a partner who also had a trailer drop. Netflix is just dropping it all on us, man. Netflix is just... just Oh, God, we got the Iron Fist trailer. Yes, we did. I think of all of these, with the exception of Daredevil, there wasn't a ton of these characters that I was reading as much. See, I, I have read Iron Fist quite a bit. The, uh, the spoiler, spoilers, folks. The uh, uh, 
Ed Brubaker. Hey, there's that name again. Ed Brubaker, um, Matt Fraction run. They they tagged up on it. Um, That run was incredible. Incredible. Iron Fist run. Incredible. I've I've read a couple trades out of it, uh, with the exception of the brief stint where Howard Chaykin did some art. Mm-hmm. Because uh, just Howard Chaykin does nothing for me. He's a hit it's, and miss guy. It's I'm like almost instantly turned off when I see his art. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very good. But like when Netflix made the original announcements, when they said Iron Fist, that was one of the ones I was most excited about. And because this series has the potential to be very different from the Netflix series that we've seen so far, especially if it's an origin-based story. Well, it's also the one that's just kind of taken the longest to come to fruition because they really weren't sure what to do with the tone and how crazy they were going to get because if you guys are not familiar with the Iron Fist, his origin involves a mystical a mystical land yeah. where he goes and trains and he, he, he fights a dragon to get the, his his power the power of the iron fist it's so it's a little out there but so compared to daredevil compared to luke cage this is very outlandish and marvel has a they're treading a very fine line as to how much their audience can kind of take you know because some of these these concepts comic fans and you know genre fans we we get into it but to a casual viewer it it can be it's all in the presentation if you if you if they see it as hokey you're done so they were very. They were walking a very fine line, but somehow I think they've built up enough benefit of the doubt. And now I think it also helps that Doctor Strange has had a, a trailer out now, yeah. and they're starting to kind of show a slightly weirder side to the Marvel universe. Yeah. So audiences might be ready for the Iron Fist. Now. I've 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 said uh, numerous times uh, while I've worked at other places and talked to other people who are just coming into the comics. Through the films, Marvel essentially has three spheres. You've got your superhero sphere, which is, you know, your Captain America, your Iron Man, your Spider-Man, things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. You've got your cosmic sphere, Mm -hmm. which was opened up to the general public by Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure, right. Uh, That's like Guardians of the Galaxy, Silver Surfer. You can argue a little bit of Fantastic Four. Galactus, sure. Galactus. And then you have your, your mystical sphere. Which Doctor Strange coming out this November is going to open up the door to yep. cinematically. And so I think with Doctor Strange out there, people will be more open and more inclined to the mystical aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we're, we're eight years into this now. This whole thing started in 2008. Mm-hmm. Iron Man. We're eight years into this now. I think we're at the point with Marvel where they get the benefit of the doubt. We're at the point in the relationship where, you know, they kind of snuggle up to you and go, let's get weird, let's get wild, let's get weird. Yeah, and you're like, okay, yeah, we, we got mine. <laughs> so, What's the safe word? Yeah, exactly. Casada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, that's, no, that's a bad safe word. Oh, well, then again, that would put the kibosh on things pretty quickly. <laughs> anyway. So, but yeah, I think... I mean, your concerns are valid in that we've had a couple series now that are grounded and more, uh, for lack of a better term, realistic Mm -hmm. um, than what Iron Fist has the potential to be. Yep. And and for those who, you know, you're going to find out watching Daredevil, what might seem, you know, off, you know, off the cuff or uh, insignificant to you now, there there are seeds have been planted in Daredevil. So uh, Madam Gal, for instance, 
who uh, I don't know that we've really met outside of that one episode. No, did, did she even show up in the one episode? She hasn't come she, back yet. She has not come back episode yet. Episode two. Okay, right. So in, in episode two of Daredevil, season one, you saw Madame Gao. Later on, she will remark that she is from a very far place. Yes, and, and also the emblem that is printed on the heroin right. packets. Mm-hmm. All these breadcrumb, breadcrumbs to Iron Fist. Let's just put it that way. So they have been kind of, you know, teasing. So yeah. um, I would have uh, liked. Now again, this is a, a minor nitpick in the trailer. It's a trailer, so I obviously yeah, uh, it's it's more of a teaser. They're each like yeah. essentially one minute. Long. But they're doing what they're doing what they did with Daredevil, which is which is kind of annoying. I I want to see the costume. We'll see the costume now. Okay, here's a question because, because it's going to be you, tricky to pull off. At, yeah, when you what Iron Fist costume do you want? Because the original design well, of the character we can't we can't do the disco collar. It's huge popped like yellow collar. Like you can pull that off with Doctor Strange. Sure, he's a he's, he's a got the sorcerer. cape anyway. He's got a he's cape got anyway. A huge cape that'll work for for for, for Iron Fist. Take your pick, green or white. I prefer green. Uh, just green suit. That's all. Yeah. With, 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 the yellow, with the yellow mask. And I'm happy. The yellow bandana mask. Sure. He, he doesn't have to have the exposed chest to show the tattoo off. It could just The, the emblem can just be on the, on the suit. The That's enough for me. That's all I need. Do you want him to tape up his hands? Um, we talked about this last episode. It, taping it, of the hands. It depends. Is he, it, does he have prep time? Is this... <laughs> Or is he, you know, just yeah, casually I, jumping out of his office boardroom meetings with yeah. his hands freshly taped? I think that's not the way that works. <laughs> I, I think the best bet is just the standard green shirt with the dragon emblem on it. Sure. Um, I don't. I don't want to see the character in body armor. It would I don't not think it work fits, for him. It doesn't. Fit, it also doesn't fit the character. But then again, um, I would have said the same for Daredevil until the show made me accept it yeah for they bring you on a journey with the character that you know the body armorish look of the suit we see at the end of the first season and throughout the second season first off they explain it right it makes sense makes sense mm-hmm. and you see like obviously we've seen through the first couple episodes matt great fighter not a perfect fighter no one's perfect nobody yeah In real life if you fight uh even if you're a great fighter you're going to take a couple licks, dude. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. So that would have been enough for me. Yes. That, you know, you're telling me there's season three of Daredevil. You're giving me a Luke Cage trailer. You're surprising me with an Iron Fist trailer. Um, Iron Fist, they said, coming 2017? I think so. Yes, and Luke Cage is this September. September. It's like two September months away. September 30th. Yes, or maybe even earlier, possibly. But, yeah, Viewing September. party in my place. Bring on Luke Cage. Dep- hey, depending on... If the viewers want, oh. we may have a listener viewing party. Listen to you, which you're, which you're hosting. With my scheming and my planning. My wife just heard that. She's like, no. We don't want to do this. No, we have a baby now. Make your peace, honey. It could possibly happen. The baby will learn. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you for putting up with my shenanigans. Um, so, yeah, all that would have been enough. I would have been completely satisfied by that. But Netflix went, no, no, no. We've got one more for There's you. more. They dropped a Defenders teaser. It's a very, very much it's, a teaser. It's so much a teaser, but it's still much earlier than expected. Sure. Now, for those of you who are wondering, as we discussed before, Netflix's plan is to bring all these characters into a series called The Defenders. So kind of their Avengerizing 
of their Netflix series. Now, the irony is none of the characters that they're uh, doing uh, are actual defenders in the comics. No. So they're appropriating the name a touch, but that's okay. I will. We're going to allow it because it, it's, it's, you know. Yeah, the the original roster of the Defenders, I believe, was the Incredible Hulk, yep. Silver Surfer. It's, it's a very fluid membership, but it's... It, Doctor Strange. Yes, yep, yep. And I want to say Drax the Destroyer? Possibly. He might have been around the... I think the Submariner might have been in there a couple times. Oh, yeah, that's right. Human Torch might have been involved a few times. It, it's been a kind of rotating yeah, roster. But it's, it's but, but it has never been Daredevil, no. Luke Cage, Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, and Iron Fist. That has not been a thing. So there's no footage shown in no, this No, it's just... Logos it's basically and, just like logos and fonts that you recognize from shows and a nice little remix of Nirvana's Come As You Are. Yeah, Marvel has uh, interesting choices in some of their, uh, um, some of their trailers for music. I, I remember the, when the uh, Avengers trailer came out, the original Avengers movie, yeah. they set it to uh, a Nine Inch Nails song, uh, We're In This Together. I, I thought that was like, oh, Marvel, you can get your finger on the pulse of the 90s kids a little bit, especially we, the, the, the 90s kids who were into hard rock and, and uh, quote unquote alternative music. And of course, when you're talking about Marvel music, you can't not mention the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Well, there's that as well. Just yeah, sure. Great sure. time soundtracks. But, but that's like mixtape five, though. They're, right now, they're only <laughs> exactly. on mixtape two. Exactly. Uh, not to be shortchanged, though. We got that Defenders uh, reveal. Uh, am I am I wrong? Did they officially announce the final? And there's another. They they weren't done. I was about to mention there was there was a font in there. Well, that and I think of, um, obviously the, you recognize the they use Daredevil's D's. Yes, yes, yes. They used uh, a font from Luke Cage. They used a font from Iron Fist for each they letter used a font of the Defenders. For Jones, right? The there, N. The N was very suspicious. There, it there's look, a, the N was a little maybe from a word. Punish? It's funny you should mention that, because I believe Joe Bernthal was at Comic-Con, and um, yeah, the Punisher series is happening. Oh, wow. Now, there's no footage. They didn't announce any dates or anything, but but, yeah, Punisher series is happening. And even Bernthal himself said uh, after the show came out, and I think he might have reiterated at Comic-Con, the version of the Punisher, the guy you saw in season two of Daredevil, which, you know, Carl and I will get to eventually, uh, that guy was not the Punisher. That was Frank Castle. That was, the, that was the, 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 the remnants of Frank Castle. What you will see in the Punisher show is going to be the Punisher. That's what I want to see. That's the character I want to see on screen. As much as I enjoyed Joe Bernthal's portrayal of Frank, of Frank Castle in, in season two of Daredevil, it's, it, and it is great. It is proto-Punisher. It was not the fully formed, fully realized, unrepentant uh, force of nature that I want to see on screen. But it is going to be a big, big challenge for those for that creative team yeah. to present that in a way that makes him sympathetic. Yeah, the Punisher is <laughs> difficult. The Punisher is tricky because they always try to overdevelop the character. They try to humanize him. Yeah. Throw don't. a love interest, or, or don't do don't. that. You can't, you know. He's just, an, like you said, an unrelenting force of nature. That's it. And that doesn't make for a, you know, arc, I guess. Yeah. So it does take away some of the dramatic tension of the character. But that's why you got to write around him, and you write it such that he's one thing, but you're putting that one thing up against worse things. Yes. And you want to see the worst things suffer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So there, that's so the, yeah. But jumping back really quick, sorry to the uh, defenders teaser. Can you tell I like the Punisher. I you, you might you might have a have an affection for Frank. Uh, just to kind of wrap that up, we didn't get any footage. We did get a line of dialogue, and we got a line of dialogue from Stick. Oh yeah, yeah. I I love Stick. He, well, again, speaking of great casting, man. Uh, oh God, that, that was the best cast of this series. Yeah, totally unexpected. Why am I? Why is, why is his name escaping me? Oh Lord. Um. Oh. Guy from Silence of the Lambs, man. Uh. Um. Carradine. No, Carradine. not no. David. No, he's dead, sir. No, his brother. <laughs> brother. Yeah, we're both scrambling now. Look at, but the the line of dialogue was just kind of spot on. Where Stick was saying, "You four can't even save yourselves. How are you going to save the city?" Yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it, it fits with uh, it fits with the themes of the shows because um, clearly Matt has problems. And clearly, Jessica Jones has problems. I would imagine Luke Cage is not going to be presented as any kind of saint either. So, Although I wouldn't mind if he was, just to kind of balance it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, everyone can't be self-loathing and terrible. Scott Glenn! Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn, we're stupid. Mr. Glenn, we apologize. Yes, he you listens. ever listen to this? Yes. Um, We'd love to have you on the show. Absolutely. So... In any case, yeah, he's he's just the right amount of grizzled and, and pissed yes. off. Then it's it's great. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's what Netflix had for us at Comic Con. Holy crap! A lot of content. Marvel TV is uh, dropping the hammer, man. Um, question for you regarding Marvel TV? Yes, sir. Because it it seems that this is this is going to be a thing. Um, so Agents of Shield, the redheaded stepchild of Marvel TV at this point, even though it was the first TV show out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also the most closely tied in with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Debatable, arguably, because these whole these divisions are very nebulous right now with the way things are. We thought things were much tighter than they may or may not be. Uh, I heard they're bringing in Ghost Rider, but not just any Ghost Rider. Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider. Now I read the Robbie Reyes series and I enjoyed it a lot. Johnny Blaze showed up in it. It was good. True. Yeah. Who's my second favorite Marvel character? I uh, uh uh um um ghost ghost rider. Dan you, catch though, technically. You know if I if I'm hundred percent honest, I think Matt's probably taken over that slot. But well for the longest time, yes, it has been Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. I love Ghost Rider. Um I've always liked the Giant Blaze story. My personal Ghost Rider, the series that found me when I was a kid was the nineties Ghost Rider, which focused around Dan Ketch. Yep. Um and I've always, and obviously, as we know, Ghost Rider has been treated probably the worst. Well, as far as cinema goes, he got caged. He got Nick oh, caged. Oh, he got so caged, so caged. Like at least in the first movie, he looked cool. the The bike looked right. The effects were okay. Yeah, on his appearance. I like the way he looked in the second movie, though, with the burned up jacket and stuff. No. No, no, no. I, I kind of no. liked it. All right. But yeah, um, I like Agents of Shield. The especially the past two seasons have really, and believe me, I'm aware that I am in the minority on this. The past two seasons, they have really established themselves as their own thing, mm-hmm. and yes, they, it does exist within the cinematic universe. But it's it's got it had. I'll be the first one to admit it had a really slow start. 
Yes. And business picked up when it tied in with Captain America Winter Soldier. Yep, yep, yep. And then business kind of dropped off again. But the past, like, mid-last season, uh, this entire uh, mid-season two, and this entire past season, I think the show's been really good, and I enjoy it. But Ghost Rider doesn't, even that version of Ghost Rider, which I was not crazy about personally. (laughs) Um, Not that it was bad, it it wasn't my thing. Um, It doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. I was all excited. Like, the rumors are going around that Ghost Rider was going to get his own Netflix series. And I said to you, I'm like, if you're going to do it, you do it with Dan Ketch, and then you bring in Johnny Blaze. You call Nick Cage up and you try and get him. No, (laughs) you do not. Um, Norman Rita said he wanted to play Johnny Blaze. I was like, okay. Okay. Sure. Do that. Sure. No, he's too busy making... Hideo Kojima games, so he can't do it now. There's nothing wrong with that either. Uh, Shush. I can't, hot take alert. Anyway, no, I'll, I'll leave it there. Um, so, yeah, I'm tepid. Tepid. Yeah, I feel tepid. Yeah. I'm not. Agents but of S.H.I.E.L.D. hasn't built up the cachet. Did, did that version of Ghost Rider, the, the one you're talking about, did he have a flaming chain? Yes. Uh, crap. Yep. Okay. He, he, he was Ghost Rider. Not not the Ghost Rider, but a Ghost Rider. All right. Yeah. All right. He's yeah. good. It was a good series. I like okay. it. Okay. Kind of nutty. We're going to close the case files. All right. Um, There'll be more next week because yeah. Comic-Con has Com- just begun. Comic-Con is, is just kicking off, so we're definitely going to have more for you next week. Yes. Let's get into the episode. Okay. Grab my trusty notes. Me too. That's sound of sound of notes episode four in the blood yep a lot of blood this episode a lot of blood a lot of blood a lot of blood remember 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 what we said how there were these like benchmarks of violence in this show like little lines of demarcation that were kind of ratcheted up yeah this was the episode where um they hit the apex yeah, they, oh boy. Um, so I don't think they were really surpassed. I don't know that you could. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this, wow. Yeah, um, the end of this episode. Let's, we'll, boy, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, there. we'll get you there, we'll, but holy we'll gosh. Okay, so this episode opens up with a flashback. I, I, flash. Ah. Oh, you. Back to the past. Man, they love flashbacks. They do love their flashbacks. This flashback centers around the Russian mob head uh, brothers. Yes. Um, Or as I call them, uh, uh, um, oh, what's his name? The kid who played uh, uh, Iceman in the X-Men movies. Sean Ashmore? Yes. Okay, so the brothers, not Sean Ashmore and not Willem Dafoe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, see? You're, you're, you're commenting on physical appearance, yes. and I see it. Yes. Like, like, can we get Willem Dafoe? No. no. Can we get someone who looks like Willem Dafoe? And is considerably yes. shorter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> can we get Sean Ashmore? No. Probably. Yeah, 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 yeah probably, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have his number, I don't quite want to go, want to go through the effort of finding it. So What's I'm the last thing he did? That now? Kevin Bacon TV show or whatever? I don't know. Well, no, he's got a twin brother. Okay, so like you do, yeah. No, because like his, I think his twin brother was the one that was on that show and the one that was uh, Jimmy Olsen on Smallville. 
the more you know. I did, I did not know yeah. that. Okay, so uh, we have a, a flashback of the Russian mob leaders in a, in a Russian gulag. Yes. Which is, I guess, Russian for prison? Yeah. Bad news. Bad, yeah. bad place to be. Russian prison's not one you want to be in. No. Uh, we see, we open up with one being kind of dragged down the hall and being thrown back into the cell with his brothers, and they discuss how they plan to escape. Now, some some... Some notes on this, real, just real quick. Uh, number one, capital letters, rib shiv. Yes, apparently uh, rib bones make very good shivs. Yeah, that's not, you know, completely gross. So already we're off to a, fanta- a fantastic yeah, start with the violence and gore factor of this, one, of this program. <laughs> one of their comrades was in the cell with them. He died. And he died. They never bothered to clean out the, clear out the body. Yeah, you know. And the rats kind of ate into yeah. him. And then they break a rib off to make a shiv out of. They made that's, a wish. That's scary. Um, so number one, capital capital letters, rib, shiv. Uh, number two, these guys remark that, oh, in Russia, are we going back to Moscow? The guy says, no, it's a crap hole, blah, blah, blah. city of the past. Yeah. We're going to go to America and, and succeed. America! Why is it always America? Why is it always America? And why is it always New York? Don't, Dear foreigners, it's a big world. If you have ambition like that, you could probably... Set up shop somewhere else and do very well for your, with with very little resistance. Listen, man. All, Particularly in the Marvel Universe. All <laughs> political joking aside, stuff like that, it's still the land of opportunity. I guess. And as far as New York goes, it's the old saying, man, if you can make it there, you <sighs> can make it anywhere. The state with the most red tape. I know. Go to Idaho or something and, and, and do something. You know what? It's probably easier to stay hidden in New York. I Because there's so much going on. I suppose. But my gosh, man. So, yeah. Criminals need a... They need, I'm telling you, it's big. World I don't, is, I world don't, is big. You can, you can do a lot of stuff. I don't understand why criminal, criminals in the comic book world set up shop in New York. Okay. Because if you just look up... For like 10 seconds. You'll see somebody. You're bound to see either like Iron Man flying over, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. swinging over. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't get why they do that. That was actually in the uh, the Superior Spider-Man run. Uh, the the current uh, bearer of the Nova mantle mm-hmm. decided, you know, he's going to fight crime. He goes to New York. And Spider Spidey Ock at the time is like, what, what are you doing here? Wait, uh, you know what? Here, oh, stand still for a second. Hold on. One, two, three. And sure enough, like Iron Man goes flying over. As far as look, look, Iron Man going off to fight a crime. Why are you here? So, yeah. Yep. But back to the episode. I digress. Back to the episode. So we flash forward to modern time, and Matt is working his night job. He is. Uh, he throws a gentleman out of, out of a window onto a car. Um, now, again, Matt has this whole no-killing guy's rule, but man... That that fall that fall would kill somebody. I'm just putting that out there. He yeah, he. I mean, we did see the guy, you know, kind of move. Yeah, switch. yeah. It was only three stories. That's all. Uh, you know, that's that's a hell of a fall, man. But yeah, uh, Matt is continuing to pester the Russians big time. Um, but he's again not uh, not without taking his own lumps, which leads him back to Claire. Yes, we get we, uh, Matt shows up where uh, Claire is currently hiding out at her friend's house uh, with the cats, and uh, Claire 
I can relate. Um, I too am allergic to cats. So am I. Yeah. And it's, it's not like immediate. Oh, it takes a little while to kick in. Yeah. I, oh no, I can't but within I'm 20 minutes. Yeah. I, I sneeze uncontrollably. My, my sinuses go nuts. Uh, yeah, no thing. Me and cats are not. We're not buddies. Cats yeah. love me though, which is which is same thing with yeah. me. Yeah, they always. I'm like, no, I don't. No, go away. So um, we have Claire patching up Matt again, and things are getting a little flirty. I have that too, man. Yeah, the two. Matt, dude, look again. It's been said before. I will say it again, dear listeners. Matt gets around yeah. like a record baby right round 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 <laughs> you know what if i had to make a list of songs i ever thought i'd hear you quote that would not come close to the list i do love the 80s right. but matt oh matt yeah matt's matt's flirting claire's kind of flirting back a little bit ladies if you ever get the chance to 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 roll with old matt <laughs> insist that he wraps that up because trust me it's it's been places it's been places yeah <laughs> yeah typhoid mary typhoid mary the name tells you everything you need to know really so yeah um things are getting a little flirty it's kind of a quick scene matt gives claire a phone uh to be able to contact him or the booty call phone. contact her. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a booty call phone. That phone rings. Uh, it's I time. Need, need some patching. Uh huh. Sort of. Yep. So and he does ask her if he's ever if she's ever heard the name Wilson Fisk though, and no, yeah. she hasn't. He's, and in this day and age, I did have to I did have to remark and and hey. Maybe it's possible, but Matt's done some some homework on the name Wilson Fisk on the internet and stuff. No mention anywhere of it. Nowhere, really, nowhere. School records, uh, uh, degrees, business holdings, anything on the internet, uh, nothing. My my note on that is simply Fisk is a ghost. I guess it's, it's difficult. Probably not impossible. I I work on the internet, sir. It's good luck staying off. He might have pulled it. He could. Someone with his power and influence could very easily pull Kaiser Soze. That. All right. He's gone. Okay. So okay. Yeah, we'll we, allow it. Yeah, we established that. You know, Matt in his you know efforts has not been able to track down anything on the name Wilson Fisk. Uh, Fisk is more or less does not exist by any public definable standards. So that scene wraps up pretty neatly. Flash forward to the cab company location uh, where Wesley comes to discuss business or lack or lightened thereof with the Russian brothers. Uh, I did make a note here. Um, Is this where they remarked that he is the depth? No, no, sorry. No, it's I, I later have, on in the I might have blacked room. out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, business dealings are, are not going as, as, as Mr. Fisk would like, so Wesley gives him the ultimatum, more or less. Well, no. Correction. He doesn't give them orders. He, he makes, him offer, offer. makes him an offer. Like, to, would you like us to handle this for you? Yes, and the Russians are very, very prideful, and, uh, the, well, one of them anyway, the, the more hard-edged brother who cannot be reasoned with. He wants nothing to do with that because he doesn't want to bow down to Wilson Fisk. And, yeah. You know, tensions are ratcheting up among the Russians, and yeah, and, Matt's, and Matt's putting the pressure on. We have here again another funny little reference to the Avengers. 
you know, Wesley says to the guy, have you, have you tried ducking? Because the one brother's pretty beat up from his encounter with Matt. It's like, it would be understandable if he was wearing a, uh, you know, suit of armor, had a magical hammer, but he's, ha. he's just a guy. Um, get used to those little, those little casual drops, because that's, that's probably all we're going to get. Yeah. But. Well, for now. For now. now. You know what? If this current time we're living in has taught me anything, it's we can't really say never. Anymore. Can never say never. Um, so, yeah. Wesley offers help to the Russians to eliminate. The man in black, as they're simply calling him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Russians, again, as you mentioned, very prideful, do not want to accept the help. But after some discussions back and forth, they they remember that they have their guy that they sent after Matt in episode two. He's in the hospital. He's, He's in, in the a hospital, coma. in a coma. So they're going to say, you know what? We can. He slept long enough. We'll, yeah, yeah. I, I have an interesting note on that. Me too, to actually. Which I want. I bet it's the um, same note. We'll find out. But the, but the Russians are showing, like you said, the one brother is showing he's not afraid of Fisk, and we'll say his name to Wesley. Even right. Wesley continues to protest. We don't say his name. Right. So after a scene, we find Karen and Ben Urich. Now Karen is trying to track down assets from her former employer, Union Allied. Um, it, and you know it, Ben Ben being the intrepid the intrepid reporter, he is basically talking her out of it in a way, saying yeah. this is how people get killed. Uh, don't he's, he's giving her a friendly heads up to be honest. Yeah, he's giving her examples from his own past because she said that she has read all his work. He's like, do you remember the guy from this story? Right. Well, he's dead. Do yeah. you remember the guy from this story? Well, he was forced to move out when. You know, there were pamphlets put up all over school saying he was a pedophile. Right. You know? So, yeah, she's she's poking the bee's nest, and she is liable to get stung. Yeah. So. And then we get our first inkling, I believe, into Karen's past. Little bit. That there's not... She's She might not be the sweet and innocent person we've been led to believe to this point. Mm-hmm. So they just touch on that ever so briefly and then just leave it there. And again, you and I know where the characters come from, where she will most likely end up. Again, we're not going to spoil it for you. We'll we're see. Gonna, we're going to wait till the series gets there. But they are planting the seeds that she has some skeletons in the closet. So Yes. And then um, Ben pretty much says that he's not going to help her. And then that scene pretty much ends that way. Then we find ourselves at the hospital. And apparently, folks, Russians can cure comas. Well, as I remarked here, because it's it's been a theme on this uh, sh- on this very podcast past couple episodes. I got stabbed three times. I have here. The Russians have seen pulp. Unlike Badlin Jack, <laughs> the Russians have seen Pulp Fiction. <laughs> no, you don't got stabbed three times. No, you got stabbed three times. You got to stab her in the heart. <sighs> Phil Penn. A magic marker. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I believe that they give him an injection of adrenaline to his heart to wake him up out of the coma. I, now, if you're thinking, well, why the hell didn't the doctors just do that to wake yeah. him up? I'm going to assume this guy does not survive this. Uh, this, I, I don't think so. Anyway. No, he doesn't. Okay, no. so that's why, folks. That's why when you go, if you're ever in a coma, the doctors are going to be like, eh. Shoot him up with adrenaline. He'll be fine. Give no, no. You, yeah. No. Yeah. This is a this is kind of a one-time deal. But when the guy does kind of snap out of it and come to, um, 
unfortunately, he doesn't wake up and say something um, in a panic, and they don't go back to uh, Marcellus Wallace's apartment and, you know, discuss the cover story for the evening. But uh, <laughs> he does remark, uh, you know, the devil. Yeah, they ask who did this. Right. And this is the first time we have Matt referred to as something other than the man in black, which is the devil. Right. Now he is the devil, which will later become the devil of Hell's Kitchen, which will later become Daredevil. Yes. As we... But know. we're going to get there. Yes. And it's going to be a wonderful journey. All right. So the the Russian assassin, before he kicks the bucket, essentially gives Claire up. Right. So or the location. Yeah. I found her here. And so the Russians go to her old apartment. Her actual apartment. She's, yeah, her, she's staying at a friend's house with cats. Matt told her to get out of her own place. The Russians bust into her place, but her nosy teen neighbor gets caught. Yeah. Walking by, the, you know, walking by, basically. Not even walking by. He's just standing there yeah. looking at him. Yeah. Them. Dude, word, word of advice. If, if, if that happens, just, just, just keep going. If you see me walking by. Yeah, just keep on. drops in my eye. I do a lot of singing on this podcast. That's okay. And I'm not a singer. That's all right. All right. Look away. In the shower or the car, everyone's a singer, man. Okay, so the Russians, what's the kid's name? I don't know. uh, It's going to bother me now. I'm not bothered at all. He's not that important. (laughs) So now we don't see the actual interrogation because we go to Fisk. Wilson Fisk on... A mission. Well, th- th- I like the way they, they kind of set this up. He's in the car with Wesley. They're chatting about business. And then uh, Wilson kind of says, I'm going in. He, he gets out of the car. Wesley's going to get out and like give him back up or whatever. You think he's going to go rough up. So, and then Wilson says, no. I have to handle this alone. Yeah. So now, since this is the first full appearance of Wilson Fisk. Mm-hmm. As our listeners come to expect, we've got some background on the character prior to appearing in this show. Some some comic book background. Sure. Uh, Wilson Fisker is, as he is known in the comics, the Kingpin first appears in The Amazing Spider-Man number 50. He was created by two faces of the Spider-Man around Mount Rushmore, in my opinion, Stan Lee and John Romita Sr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of trivia here, his physical appearance was based on that of Sidney Greenstreet. Uh, Sidney Greenstreet is an actor from Hollywood's classic era. He did a lot of movies with Humphrey Bogart. He's in Casablanca. He's in the Maltese Falcon. And when you see him, you instantly go, okay, yeah, that's that could quite easily be the kingpin. As we've commented, commented before, this is not the character's first live-action appearance. He was also the main villain, obviously, in the Daredevil movie. But that also was not the character's first live-action appearance. Drew, mm. a little bit of trivia for you. Uh-oh. What, is, what was Wilson Fisk's first live-action appearance, and what was the actor that played him? Oh, my gosh. Um... I'm going to... Oh, wow. Come on, you're a bigger Daredevil fan than I am. Even I knew this. Uh, If I had to guess, it would be the Trial of the Incredible Hulk movie with Bill Bixby? Correct. Which which had also a black-suited Daredevil in it? Yes. Uh, A terrible one, mind you. I do not know who played him. We're totally going to review that for this. No, why would we, we do? Why, why would we do that? Because it's Daredevil. It's not good, Daredevil. It's still Daredevil. I'm not going to read the Andy Diggle run for this friggin' show. Well, he's, he's got standards. <laughs> who was the actor who played him? I don't know. That would be Mr. John Reese Davies. Oh, 
that's right, he did. Salah himself. Salah, Gimli, if you will. Um, What's a Gimli? Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, I'm good here. (laughs) So, yeah. Sliders. Wow. Yes. Deep cuts. That's right. Deep cuts. Yeah, you know. Wasn't he on... uh, 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 Oh no! I'm I'm trying to think. Was he on Farscape? I don't think he was though. I never watched, so I don't know. It's a pretty cool show. Okay, Under, take your word for uh, it. Underrated. Hmm. Anyway, um, wow. John Reese Davies played the kingpin. Was he bald? No, no. no he was well, his typical man. John Reese Davies. So much like everyone else in those those uh, Incredible Hulk movies from back in the day, nobody looked like anybody that you would recognize from the comics. Hey, the Hulk looked like the Hulk. Kinda, you know, the Hulk of the time. Sure, he was depicted as like you know twelve feet tall and kind, kinda. Yeah, they had Thor in one of them. He looked like a kind, Thor. Kind, kind, <laughs> kind, kinda. Okay, kinda. so Wilson. <laughs> he at least had a helmet. Yes, and a hammer. Chris Hemsworth can't be bothered with the helmet. Apparently, yeah, that's that's one thing that was kind of annoys me. In any in any event. So Wilson has returned to the art gallery. Yes. And uh, as I have here, sup, Vanessa? (laughs) He doesn't quite put it that way, but we learn in his exchange with Vanessa that he did buy the rabbit snowstorm painting. He did buy the painting, and uh, oh my gosh, Lucas is having a field day in here. And Lucas, much like the rabbit in the the snow here, he's also all white. (laughs) Okay, so as Drew attends to that, uh, Wilson has returned to the art gallery to ask Vanessa out on a date. He doesn't do this very often. He does not. And what D'Onofrio's performance is so incredible throughout this entire series. Not so much. I mean, the whole Some thing, people don't like it. I don't care. Some people have a problem with the Kingpin's portrayal. They think they made him out to be kind of like a man child, a big man baby. You know what? I think that was an important aspect of it because, as we mentioned earlier, as much as this is an, this season is an origin for Matt and Daredevil, it's just as much an origin for Wilson Fisk as yeah. well becoming the kingpin. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't want him to be the character that he ultimately ends up being the whole time because that kind of makes for a boring character. Sure. Totally, I totally agree. Yeah, I enjoy... I'm, just, th- yeah. I'm with you. I'm no, just... no, you're just relaying, relaying the message. Uh, but yeah, Wilson is awkward. He doesn't ask ladies out very often. No. But there is a fantastic line that he uses here. Um, when he asks her out, she initially says no. And then he's like, you know, perhaps another time begins to walk away, respects her decision. And she's just like, that's it? Are you going to... Not gonna try. You're not going to offer to buy every painting in the place so I can close up early. And he turns around, walks back ever so gently, and just stands to her side and simply says, "A woman. What, I think I've got it written down here. A woman you can that can be bought isn't worth having." Hmm. I was like, "Dang, Wilson, that's a good line." I'll, Playing all the angles. I'll go out with you, Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he's going that way. And the the scene pretty much ends with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, Matt, uh, Claire, Claire, Claire's phone calls Matt. Yeah. Matt because Fogg, the Russians have taken Claire. Yes. Matt and Fogg, you're talking about the Foggy the Butcher story, which is a, uh, 
comedical anecdote. Matt's phone rings, and he hears the Russians taking Claire. And now, Foggy also does remark that it is the booty call phone. It, yes, Foggy knows That's not Matt's phone. That's, that's a different phone. So, yeah, Foggy knows what's going on. Foggy, yeah. Foggy's probably played Wingman many a time. Yeah. In any case. Uh, Claire is screaming. There's clearly something going on in the apartment. Matt he quickly t- converts from... Well, he also shoves Foggy in a cab and, and gets him on his way. Yeah. And then Matt proceeds to parkour his way to the rescue, as I have here. Yeah, doesn't <laughs> Parkour! <stop>. Wah! <laughs> Look at me running and flipping on stuff. Yep, that's kind of what he does. So Matt gets to the apartment, finds that Claire is gone. He uh, sticks us out the window to kind of track her down with his hearing, his heightened hearing. Does so, but loses them because they put her in the trunk of the cab, drive away. He goes back to her actual apartment, her original apartment, to find the boy again. He's been a little roughed up, as we can tell by the Russians, and find out if he knew who took them. He just knows that the Russians and, and the cab company. The cab company. So Matt goes to the cab company headquarters, but first. But first. Um, we so slow down. We slow down a, a, a hair. So Karen, Karen, Karen uh, doing her Karen things with the Union Allied. She goes to a batch auction, yeah, a big office lot supply office supply auction. And she is going to try and purchase or at least investigate who is in the market for Union Allied's stuff. Now, as she is, uh, I, I, apparently she's an artist. I didn't know this. She's drawing pictures of the people <laughs> b- bidding on Union Allied's stuff. Okay, sure. You would think maybe it would just be easier to copy down the number on their panel and just kind of find out who it was maybe but alas we're gonna draw pictures but then yeah. ben, ben comes in ben to the rescue and says you're 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 stupid you're being obvious <laughs> you're doing this wrong yes and he points out people that are also not bidding and watching and remind, reminding her that she is likely being watched as well yeah watch where you step um now <laughs> so wilson is uh on a date with vanessa Santino, that's kid's name. I wrote it down here. Okay. Shut um, up, it was bothering me. Santino Morella. Anyway, wrestling fans will get that. Uh, Wilson's on the date with Vanessa. Yep. Okay. It's going well. It's going well. Here's a th- I have a, a little casual note because, you know, I go out every once in a while. I'm not a big wine guy, but they, oh, so this is a thing with wine. <laughs> they, they show you the bottle. They, you, you go, they go to the table. Okay. They, they show it to you. They pop the top on it. They pop the cork on it. They pour it. They give it to you. And then you taste it. And my note here is, honestly, they've already showed it to you. They've opened the bottle, which, in, in, in my opinion, once that, pop, once that cork is popped, you have bought the bottle. And then they look at you for approval. And then Wilson has to go, yes. That's, so that, that, this, is the, this is the procedure with wine. Someone, picks, someone at a restaurant goes and then chooses a bottle. They pop the cork on the bottle. They show you the bottle. They pour it for you. You drink it, and then you have to say yes or no. My question is: Has anyone ever said no? By after all that, does any <laughs> has, any, has anyone gone like no? It's, I don't want this. <laughs> take it away. Take it away, and I'm not paying for it. <laughs> they just kind of take the bottle and spit what they drink back. At the yeah, bottle. listeners, if that's ever ha- if you've ever done this. Let us know. Let us know via email, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm just just curious. It's one of these little things, these social th- cues that we have in society. And like, has anyone ever just been like, no, <laughs> this is unacceptable. I don't want it. Or, or that. Like, you know what? No. 
I, I think I think it's very possible. Again, just being devil's advocate here. Devil said, devil's advocate. <laughs> um, if you see, if you look at the back of the restaurant, there's wine bottles all over the. Oh world. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very possibly just like a super upscale place where they just serve it by the glass, and due to the upscaleness of the bottle of wine. They may just have open ones where they just pour by the glass. I don't know. I am not a connoisseur just, of wine. Just curious. This whole procedure seems very drawn out, and I wanted. It's, and it seems like a, I don't know, unnecessary. And it, and it ultimately just goes to establish that you know Wilson doesn't know about wine. It's actually Wesley. he admits that he doesn't yeah. know. It's Wesley who recommended the wine, and we see actually that if I remember later on in the series. Does it again? Um, I also have a note here that uh, here Wilson lays out kind of his uh, coda. His coda in a in a way, and yeah. basically this is where things are I kind of interesting. Uh, Fisk, his whole mission is to make the city better. Yeah, that's Matt's mission too. Yeah, they are they are effectively going about the same goal in two drastically different ways. Yeah. I think that kind of the way they've portrayed Fisk up to this point, you almost think that if he had the means that Matt does, he might go about it the way Matt's going about it. But he doesn't have that as disposal, so he's going about it. I think he sees he sees crime ultimately as a means to an end. Yes. No, very much. Yeah. So at, at least at this point in the character's development crime is simply a tool he probably doesn't even think of it as crime he just thinks of it as business yeah to a degree yeah um but claire is in the parking garage and uh they're 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 you know they, they're they, laying into they're her, laying into her. The they, russians don't play around no no they don't they absolutely do not they're trying to find out who matt is yes now she doesn't even know his name yeah his real name at this point he hasn't told her he, she's just calling him mike right which by the way the whole mike thing for those who don't know for a little while in the comic books back in the 70s uh there was a, a silly gag going on that matt would play with karen and foggy where he would pretend to be mike murdoch matt's twin brother why? I don't know. Uh, because it's the late 60s, early 70s, and stuff like that worked in comics? Sure. Okay. So, Mike. Works for me. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Mike Murdoch. Yeah. So, they're about to, like, kind of up the ante of the interrogation, if you will. And then the lights turn out, and the best the lights turn out, and some noises are heard, and then the best part of this whole scene happens. Claire starts laughing. She's, yeah. Because she knows what these guys are about to encounter. Matt's going to dissect them. And he does. Yep. Very stealthily. Yes. There's no elaborate fight scene here in this one, folks. It's just uh, very, like, off-screen takes down, noises, screams, uh, tapping of bars against walls to create fear. Um, yeah. Matt's, Pretty savage. Matt's doing what he's doing But as, well. as savage as Matt is, um, Claire... Cracks a dude in the face with a baseball bat. Yeah, as well. the last guy who was going to crack her in the face, she cracks him in the face after Matt makes it so he can't ever hold anything in that hand again. Savage, savage. So yeah, Matt saves Claire, and then we we go back to Ben, Ben and Karen in yeah. the diner again, and basically uh, he tells her that he is going to do the piece, and yep. that she. Um, She's got to sign the NDA, sign, non-disclosure sign the non-disclosure agreement. agreement, take take their money or whatever. But you know, 
She doesn't have to be the source of information. No one has to know that she's the source of information. Yeah. Ben's going to write his piece anyway. And he's, you know, he's, he's being the intrepid reporter that we know he is. I've noticed in this show, especially in this first season, and, uh, you know, now that I think of it very much in the second season, shows about forming alliances. Yeah, oh, totally. We have an alliance between Matt and Claire, an understanding. Uh, we've got an alliance between the crime families, mm-hmm. strained as it is. We have a, a, I guess you could call it an alliance between Vanessa and Wilson. Mm-hmm. And then we've got an alliance here with uh, Claire and Ben. Uh, or uh, Karen. Karen and Ben. And Ben. Um, it's all, well, uh, as much as it's about alliances, it's also about betrayals of trust as well. Yes. As, you'll, as we'll see later on. Um, yeah, I, I have a note here. Ben is clever. Now, we're back on the date. And, uh, well, is this after the, no, this is, is after the date? No, no, this is, they're still yes, at the restaurant. they're on the date. Vanessa says that it's good to try new things. Yes. I think this is her first fat guy. <laughs> she wasn't sure. Yeah. She's it, rolling with it, though. Yeah, it's, it's probably good, <laughs> as good as time as any to mention. Uh, if you, if you've ever seen the character of the Kingpin in the comics, it's not really, possible no he's usually drawn like a square with a head yeah he is enormous in the comics and they say it's all muscle yeah it doesn't look like all muscle anybody who's got that much muscle does not have that many chins i speak (laughs) i I speak as being one who bears Uh, more than one to to be fair he could be a power lifter it's very possible Um, but um but yeah but it seemed like that wasn't something that was necessarily required or emphasized in D'Onofrio's performance. No, size was important, though. He, yeah, and he, do, he, and he de- does he carry a large presence. Imposing. Yes. And that he was is saying, very imposing. He's not by any means like ripped muscular or thick. doesn't he matter. Is, he's, a, he's large and imposing. Yeah, he does appear to have weight on him, but obviously not in the way it's depicted in the comics. It's the same. And, and to be fair to Michael Clark Duncan, who portrayed the Kingpin in the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck, while everyone was up in arms over him uh, being a being black, which I thought was it was ridiculous Stupid. because it was it doesn't matter because as soon as I saw him in the role, dude, really like, okay, that's it. He's a giant imposing man. That's exactly what the kingpin is. He's, and that voice, yes, exactly, just, that bellowing voice. Ah, rest in peace, Michael Clark. We miss you. I know he was great. So they're getting dessert, and one of the Russian brothers, yeah. Uh, makes a poor judgment call. He busts in on the date. Yeah. No. And you don't want to do that. Fisk remains completely calm and collected. Does not well, react there. He, well, he remains calm and collected there. And you can tell that he's. You, you can tell though he's pissed. Yeah. And he escorts Vanessa out and says, "Wesley will will deal with you. And we'll talk later or whatnot." Yeah. And that's essentially uh, the end of the date. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, we fly, Matt, Matt's having some doubts about the effects of his yeah we of, fly, his, of we his vigilantism. Go back to Matt and Claire, and a little reversal of roles here. Matt is patching Claire up. He's patching her up for a change, and he does reveal his actual name this time. Yep, he says my name is Matt. Um, but he also is wondering if all am this I, all, am, I doing, am I doing the right thing? Look what happened to you, yeah. and Claire. Flip side says, look at the, think about the boy you saved and the people that you've saved that I have seen in the hospital. Like, you know, you are doing good. Yeah, and again, we touch she believes on in him. 
the concept of fear. Right. She says, you know, feel my heart. What, what do you feel? It's like you're afraid. And he's like, she's like, yeah, I'm afraid now. But, you know, a lot of people are less afraid than when you started. Sure. So here we go. Now, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So here, here we go. Folks. Wilson goes back to Vanessa at the at her front door. Yep. Anyone? Am I going to see you again? She seems to be not so sure. Now, my 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 read here though is this. I think she 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 could tell he's shady. She's hot and bothered though. Yeah, yeah. There there's an attraction there, and it's. Now, here's the other thing I wonder, though, because as we find out later on, spoiler alert, sort of a little bit, and then if you read the comics, um, is she just playing him? Is she going to, she knows now that he's got it for her, so is she just going to stroke the coals a little bit and play hard to get, just a little, to just, just wrap him around her finger just a little bit, just a little bit. That'll come into play later, trust me. All right. Trust me. I'm trusting because it doesn't, it doesn't come Vanessa's, into play in this, Vanessa's, this season. Vanessa's not the innocent flower. All right. Try. That'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Well, then we, let's just. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah. We're, we're, this, all right. This is one of our this longer is, episodes. As yeah, it is. sorry, folks. Fisk, Fisk shows up. Out of out of freaking nowhere, yeah, uh, and drags a Russian out of the out of the the, 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 the truck. Yeah, it's it's so pleasant up until that point. They're just Kinda. talking in the truck. Wesley and Wesley and the Russian, and oh, Wesley's boy. phone rings, and Wesley's like, "Oh, yes, passenger side." Okay. Yep. And I had a note on Fisk as a quiet volcano. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And here the volcano erupts. Oh, and, and how? Um, my God. Okay. So, again, with the high bar of violence, right? So, Fisk is, is fighting this guy. Quick uh, plot point. Actually, well, let me... Wait. The gentleman produces a knife, takes a swipe at Fisk, cuts his suit coat, and yeah. we see that it is lined with Kevlar. Obviously, that is not uh, it's something you get off the rack. Exactly. So um, that's going to come into play later, folks. Cause and we he, also learned in the scene that Fisk can fight. Yes, he can. And he can take care of himself. He's not just a figure out of power. Oh, no, 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 no. Big, like, remember we said he's big and imposing? Yes. He's big, imposing, and he'll whip your ass, which, by the way, he does. So as he is proceeding to beat the crap out of this guy, we the high mark of violence, things escalate. So yeah. he throws a guy... Down onto, you know, against the car. Yep. Opens the back door of the car. Yep. Puts his, his, his face facing, facing away from the vehicle. Yep. Slams the car door on the guy's face. Now, uh, uh, automatically, I'm thinking, that's oh, a right there. that's brutal. That is, okay. Yeah, yeah. One, good, one good turn. He proceeds to slam the car door on the guy's head. Rip. Repeatedly. Now that's bad enough. This, this, what Daredevil's really good at is showing you, though, just the the scale and scope of things. So, in the framing of the shot, you get underneath the car, and as he's slamming the car door on this gentleman's head, we are getting first, oh, blood. Then, oh God, that's a thick. Is that his? That's probably his, probably some brains coming out yeah, the back of the gentleman's that, skull. That, that and a... then finally slams the door shut. And the guys, you you realize he's still there. He's got no more head. No. Whoa. Yeah. 
Um, the the volcano has erupted, and we see who Fisk really is. Mm-hmm. I think up in this ep- in this episode, up until this point, they made him. I would argue a very likable character. Kind of, kind of. Like you're like, yeah, he's a criminal, but look, he's kind of awkward and goofy. Kinda, you know, he can. Mm, that guy's jolly. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not no. Oh nope. boy. Yeah, uh, uh, Car Door Decapitation. Uh, it's a good band name, by the way. Um, there you go. Wow. Yeah, it was wow. Testing it for stress factors. Oh. To quote, that, uh, to quote <laughs> there in Loathing Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, high bars of violence escalate in yeah. this show. That's the end of the episode, basically. He yep. says, oh, he does say, uh, tell... Um, um, Vladimir... No, tell uh, tell Melvin I will need a new suit. Oh yeah, Mr. Pert. No, he says Mr. Purvis. Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter. No, yes, Melvin Potter. Mr. Potter. The Gladiator. Oh, mm. not not in this show though. We're gonna get there. Kind of. Uh, yeah, tell him I need a new suit. Yeah, because he got again the Kevlar cut cut the fabric. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh, in the blood episode four. I I enjoyed this episode probably the most out of this viewing. I don't know why. It's just like it seemed. It seemed to be a much more uh, solid episode for me this time around. I I liked it the first time I saw it. I yeah, D'Onofrio's Kingpin is is great. Uh, and I'm telling you, the Vanessa, like the whole, all the relationships are very well done. I yes. buy I buy everybody in the show. Yeah, very as, important. As far as as far as like an an acting performance, I think D'Onofrio's Kingpin is probably the best of this season. Um, it's just it's just taking it from yeah the, from yeah yeah yeah. It's not saying that anyone else is bad. No, no, I know what you're saying. If you had if you had to pick one standout, though, I'd say sure. Yeah, he yeah. he has the standout role. Season two, I would say Bernthal has the standout role. Although, yeah, well, slight spoiler because D'Onofrio does come back and he is yeah. he's a little different, a little bit, and it's great. His so, one scene is fantastic. But, really but is. anyway, yeah, there you go, man. That's. Uh, all right. That's the episode. Episode four. Uh, we're going to wrap it up for you now because it's been our longest episode to date. We appreciate you sticking with us. Drew, oh. any uh, parting thoughts? We got we to we gotta trim this down. <laughs> it's okay. A long episode every once in a while is not going to kill anyone. But if you look at it, there's a trend right now with our episodes. They're, <laughs> they're getting longer. You tell us. Do we got to trim the fat or do we not got to trim the fat? So, And, and where do we got to trim the fat? Oh, you want to know where they can trim the fat? Well, yes. they can yes. follow us. On Twitter, at Devil's Do Pod. You can like our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod, or you can email us at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com. Please, again, dear listeners, if you like what you've heard, spread the word about the show, retweet us, share our Facebook page. Every little bit helps. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Court's adjourned. Yo, Adrian, I did it. Some- we talked about this last week. I know, but it's it's too good. No, it's, we made a deal. We said if Stallone gets cast in season three of Daredevil, you can do that. In in as as comics have taught us, there is a multiverse, and in some universe out there, he has been. Okay, if you can then prove the existence of the multiverse in reality and show me the multiverse in which Sylvester Stallone has been cast in Daredevil Season 3, then you can do that. Up until that point, up until you do that and prove it irrefutably, you cannot do that. But, but I, I, I have faith. 
court is adjourned.